0: (laughs) okay i think we're recording now (laughs) it's been a while welcome back
1: ladies hey good to be back it's been a while
0: yeah so in our last episode we um talked a lot about the aim it method and uh your guys's experience coming out to idaho for some some healing and adventure and um we had touched on in that episode that qnrt was part of that um, process. And so today we wanted to focus on sharing more about what QNRT is and then what we all have experienced using that modality in our health and healing journeys. So, um, I'll just start, uh, QNRT is called, um, it's quantum neuro reset therapy, which I mean, I hear that and that really means nothing to me. <laughs> I don't know like what that all entails, um, so I have a few different like little breakdowns that make it a little easier to understand, but, um, how this all started, it was, uh, Dr. John Turner, who's based out of Atlanta, I believe. Um, and what he had experienced was that doctors would often tell him that the emotional element to illness is an area where they can't seem to break through and help their clients. And so that's where the QNRT has helped when all of their techniques and therapies have failed. So, um, it specializes in helping a person understand the physical and emotional impact of stress responses. So I'll read this directly from his website. So um, it can identify specific stress response triggers and life events by assessing and reading a person's neurology. And so what happens during like a QNRT session is, you know, there's some muscle testing involved. There's some eye tracking involved. There's different things, um, you know, poking your uh, tongue in your cheek, raising your eyebrows, lifting your shoulder, like different things that, um, you know, will target different lobes of the brain and different cranial nerves. And so that's how they're reading a person's neurology. Um, And so uh, they teach practitioners how to basically assess and activate the nervous system and reset the way the brain responds to the stimuli in order to produce a healthier neurological response and then build new neuronal pathways that culminates in a more optimal state of wellness. Um, So, yeah, it's a, like I said, it's, it's kind of a weird <laughs> session. Um, and you guys can share your experience. I'm exposed to it a lot more. So it seems less weird to me these days because I just see so much success with it. Um, and I've experienced, lot, I've done a lot of QNRT, um, in the clinic for myself and my own healing. And so, um, yeah, I would like you guys to share your experiences with it. And Paula, I know you had a QNRT session, um, previously from someone else. And so maybe even, you know, how they kind of compare or um are the same or differ yeah
1: oh yeah it was pretty similar um especially with the arm movement up and down you know you, you know and ask a question and and um depending on what my response was my hand my arm would stay s- straight and strong or what it would drop down to my side mm-hmm. and um but yeah it was Really voodooy, witch doctory. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, is this really doing anything? And and um, but it did definitely brought up some um, emotions. And um, even now, I I know I'm aware of some of the details that came out of that session. And um, I've definitely learned a lot. So um, yeah, it was, and we can go into it further. But yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, definitely um interesting. <laughs> I don't know how else to
2: describe it, but it was it was yeah, there's definitely there's definitely like a a hoaxy element mm-hmm. to being like this is dude you're making this up like <laughs> like especially like with the che- the tongue in the cheek and the like looking mm-hmm. up and like all you're like mm, you have to be very coordinated. Weird. I had to really think about you are super coordinated. <laughs> but it's funny it's it is funny because like then then like stuff pops up that you're like, there's no way you can possibly know that. Mm-hmm. So you're like, OK, there may be something to this. And um, yeah, it's it was definitely an interesting experience. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, we consider it in our clinic is like a, a brain body bridge. So every experience leaves an imprint on us. Some more deeply than others, and so the QNRT is able to identify what those like trauma-based patterns are that might be hindering your overall well-being, and then it resets those patterns and it creates a pathway for you know healing and bridging that gap between our emotional issues and our physical manifestations of those issues, which we've talked about a little bit before, like that Louise Hay book where you can look up you know physical ailments and what's like the emotional component of it, so um, generally like I know what I initially came to QNRT for was I had that hip pain issue that actually I went to the aim method for. And, um, it was interesting that kidney was always the organ that came up that was related to, um, the muscles that were, that were shut down in me. And so, um, as part of the, the healing of that whole process, we decided to try a QNRT to see what's going on, you know, kidney wise, um, what's, you know, imbalanced and, you know, uh, and so what came up with that was um the emotion underlying emotion that was related to kidneys um had a lot to do with like self-esteem. Um and so like I remember my very first QNRT and again the same thing like we're going through it right and she's having me like track these things and everything and um and then she muscle tested to pinpoint if it was a long-term stress or a short-term stress. And it went to a long term stress and then she was able to pinpoint what age uh like age range um and it was in my uh like 30s that it happened and then we pinpointed down to exactly age 31 and so then it was kind of going through of like you know i think it was feeling of rejection was the biggest emotion that um that came up there's sometimes like a list, a list of emotions that she'll kind of read off and the one that like you know um resonates the most with you. And so age 31, and it was rejection and self-esteem. And so that went straight away to a past relationship that I had at that year that was like, you know, a huge part of my year. Um, And so I remember like processing uh, a lot of that as like an underlying um, emotional stress. Um, So not to say like that was specifically causing my hip pain, but there was a connection to there between like kidneys being weakened from that emotional stress and then therefore muscles associated with the kidneys. Like it's just kind of this like chain reaction of things. So, um, it's just that was something that just propelled forward. The, the physical aspect of everything was getting the kidneys back in check. And I think I had to do a little bit of supplementing with that one. But um that's something also in QNRT that, you know, you will test for to see like what supplements are relevant to you. And then um, which Paula has a lot of information on um, which supplements can be relevant to your healing. And then also like any medications that you are prescribed and have to be on. Um, what the, I think the QNRT does a really good job of is it, um, can balance your body to those medications so that they don't like throw off your circadian rhythms or throw off hormonal balances or things like, um, you just have less side effects with those medications than you do. If you just like take them, it's almost like a matching them to your body and just like letting your body know, like this is part of the healing process. Like, here's how this is going to, you know, support you. And, um, and yeah, it's able to, to limit some side effects. So I know when my dad came out for his, his uh, little intensive, um, we did some matching with his heart medications and things like that. And um, it's something that people who are going through cancer treatment, we've dealt a lot with them and we've, you know, balanced them out to a lot of the medications that they're on. And we've had people that have gone through, um, you know, chemo that haven't lost their hair. Mm. Um, you know, have had like limited side effects um, with those things. So it's, Which it's is pretty really cool. amazing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um Yeah, Paula, do you want to talk about the (laughs) supplementation (laughs) side?
1: (laughs) Well, I was fortunate enough to have I invited Megan into my sessions is it's because I just like, I she knows me fair pretty, very well, actually, Um, just my past. And so I thought having her in there and uh, help with some of the insights of things I might forget, which did come up sometimes. And she's like, what about this or that? But anyway, so Megan was sitting over there by the garbage can, <laughs> and I had <laughs> shit, I don't know twenty plus I don't know how many a lot a whole bag full, and so we would hold them close to my heart and and um, do some muscle testing to see if they were my body you know invited them and liked them or or not. So I'm like, so as we we're doing the muscle testing, nope, that is working. Megan would just chuck them in the garbage can, just keep chucking <laughs> them away.
0: <laughs> and these are and these were things that like we typically. Cause I had the same thing happen with me, especially like around COVID time, right? Like mm-hmm. all the news was like, take zinc, take, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, vitamin C, take quercetin, mm-hmm. take, you know, it was like this laundry list of mm-hmm. and that's what happens. supplements. Just take, yeah. And it's like, before you know it, you're taking like 30 pills, like exactly. morning, you know, and you're like, and then after a while you kind of trail off and like some of them stick around and some of them don't, but you're just like, how good, how much of mm-hmm. this is my body actually absorbing and how good can quality are a lot of these things too because that's the other thing mm-hmm. like, you're buying them at the drugstore you're buying them like off of Amazon like you don't really know and it turns out like a lot of these things are just like yeah synthetic mm-hmm. forms that can cause more harm than good if they're not a good quality um well and it's a very product. unregulated
2: industry exactly. right mm-hmm. like there's oh, not absolutely. much as far as like
0: yeah. um, quality control yeah they can make claims of, of things mm-hmm. that they don't scientifically have to prove on anything and so um, it is interesting. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's, yeah, so we <laughs> muscle tested Paula because Paula was taking things to support, you know, sleep to support mm-hmm. immune system to support hormones to support I mean, like all kinds of stuff. And yeah, it was just like overwhelming with the amount of like little baggies mm-hmm. and things you have to even travel with just to yeah. get away for a week. Right. <laughs> and so that was kind of the point yeah. was just to like, show her like if we can get mm-hmm. you know your circadian rhythms back in check and things like that you're not going to need to supplement with all mm-hmm. these things and so yeah we did some muscle testing and the trash can was just conveniently right there and we just <laughs> and paula was good she was a good sport about yeah. it of uh you know i i made sure i was like can i throw these away and it's like yeah yep. they're not a match let's yep. just get rid of them yep. so. <laughs> the big one was the um the
1: benadryl yeah that was was, a, that was, was a big
0: Benadryl no, taker to go no, no, to sleep. No, no, no. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I think that I one. said, oh, it's cheap. You know, you guys were laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could get it there <laughs> if <laughs> I needed it. Yeah. <laughs> She'll just get more. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, it was interesting you brought up a point when you're talking about your hip pain, because it was something that I did not add to my problem list with, with the amit. was my left hip. And, um, you know, like, I don't know if it was I like, compensating because of my right knee pain, but... Anyway, I have, have zero, zero hip pain, and my kidneys came up in the ament and in the QNRT session as well, which then, of course, was my big issue of self-esteem and self-worth. So, but it's interesting. So, I don't know if it was maybe the hip pain maybe could have been resulted in the QNRT session as well versus yeah. the ament or both. I don't know. But it was, when you said that, I'm like, it just like a light bulb went off. I'm like, oh my God, that could have been. That's, a Yeah.
0: It works so well with... There's two different modalities that we use it with in our clinic. And one of them is neurotherapy, which I'll talk a little bit more about later. And then the other one is the AIM-IT method. Um, because it just, like, it optimizes the brain function. And then the AIM-IT focuses on the muscular system. So together, they just, like, have this total comprehensive, you know, approach to, to making sure that your mind and body are actually, like, amplifying your healing process and in harmony. Mm-hmm. So... It's um, it's pretty amazing. Like what the what the aim it does for the muscles, the QNRT does for the brain, Mm -hmm. and then together, it's just like this well-rounded approach. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Anything else from your QNRT that was well impactful? Like how? Like I mean, so you said like self-esteem and things Mm -hmm. came up, and then um, and I know like my QNRTs have always been pretty emotional sessions for me. I'm a big Mm -hmm. cryer. and Paul, I think your first one, you were pretty emotional in, but your second one, like it was it seemed a little bit more regulated, yep. like you weren't quite as like, you know, Mm-mm. triggered by some Mm-mm. of the, you know, emotions and things that mm-hmm. came up. Um, but it was interesting. I think yours went back to like age fifteen. Yes. Um That's maybe what age was came the up. start. And then yeah. I and
1: thirty-five, maybe. I don't remember. But yeah, fifteen was um that yeah, was an age that came up, definitely. It was and then I was trying to think back. And that's when I was in high school and I was never had dated, went to prom, never had a boyfriend. Um and but I was driving around all my friends while they're making out in the front seat and the back seats and so I was just that fifth wheel or seventh wheel and just I remember driving around just crying, just thinking, "Oh god, when am I going to have a boyfriend? I'm I'm not worthy of a boyfriend. Maybe I'm too ugly, I'm too fat, I'm too blah blah blah." Anyway, so I think that's where my whole self esteem and self worth stemmed from, so, yep. Yeah,
0: because I remember you were. Uh, we've talked about this before <clears throat> in other sessions. Like we were almost thinking when self esteem came up, like we were thinking, like, oh, it's going to go back to age five with that nurse mm-hmm. at school, right, mm-hmm. who made a comment about your weight. Yep. And then it was interesting. Fifteen came up, and then yeah, to <coughs> kind of go back through. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> She's got three dogs. <laughs>
0: the mail is being delivered
2: (laughs) (laughs) they have thoughts yes
0: (laughs) they just don't like the mailman for whatever reason um i mean they like him as a person but just when that truck rolls up they all just feel the need to go berserk sorry about that um
1: no, but it was funny. So, I, yes. I thought five yeah. years would five years old would come up, but it was yeah, the fifteen.
0: And that's just what's interesting. It's like yeah, like some of these, you know, every experience kind of leaves a little little imprint on you, mm-hmm. but some of them, you know, more so than others. And it's just interesting. That's what mm-hmm. the body was kind of ready to to process. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It's like, you know, in QNRT and explaining it to people, it's just like, have you ever had emotional stress? And it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> like everybody mm-hmm. has, right? We all have, and we will continue to. And that's not really what the, the question is. The question is, like, how does that stress affect our brain, our health, and our lives? And then is there anything we can do about that? And so it is really well done. Like, First of all, I just want to say with the muscle testing method, um, there are over, like, 200 studies on the effectiveness of muscle testing. Like, it is very well scientifically proven, the effectiveness of muscle testing. So I encourage anybody to go and look those up because um, – like I said, it's a big component of the, the healing methods that we use in our clinic. But but I was going to say with these uh, emotional stresses, like you can see the effects of them on an EEG when we measure the brain waves, which is something I've recently had done um, as well. But since the brain and the nervous system control and coordinate everything, that negative change in the brain can lead to physical, mental, and emotional breakdown. Like that, It doesn't seem crazy to think that, right? Mm-hmm. I was going to um, say it's
2: perfectly logical if you right. know anything about anatomy or
0: any yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's going to cause elite. a, yep. It's going to cause a breakdown in, in like some of our, you know, common experiences that we all share, like our sleep, our anxiety, our nervousness, <laughs> our soreness, you know, gut health is a big one. Um, it's going to, it's going to be any kind of physical or emotional symptom. So the Q and again, it's going to reset the effects of those emotional um, traumas and it's like rebooting a computer You know, um, it's like a control alt delete (laughs) for that. Like you don't, obviously you still remember the, the trauma, right. Or the issue or the stress, like you still remember Mm -hmm. being 15 and driving around and stuff, but it's just not going to affect you in the same way. Mm -hmm. It's just like a letting go of that, of like, okay, I'm no longer that 15 year old person who has to, my, my nervous system doesn't have to protect myself in that way of a 15 year old anymore. And so, um, like, one of the other examples I know that was, like, kind of given to me in the beginning was, um, like, if a dog bit a, a baby, an infant, right, the emotional trauma could cause them as they're older to, like, have this irrational fear of dogs, right? Like, they don't remember being bitten, but it could it could relate to that. So they could see a puppy and, like, break out into this, like, sweat, right, even though they have no memory of what happened when they were babies. So if you can get the brain mm-hmm. to no longer see the dogs as a threat, then they could, you know, enjoy dogs like everybody else. Yes. Like the three I have here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even when they bark at the mailman.
0: <laughs> Even when they bark at the mailman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Paula. No, I was really proud of you in your QNRT mm-hmm. sessions. You, uh, I think they were just like, yeah, they brought up some really deep-rooted issues that mm-hmm. I think. Overall, I mean, I know Jen and I kind of hammered on you in the beginning of the trip, <laughs> a lot of just like not just the beginning. It
2: was middle and the no,
0: whole <laughs> the whole trip of self worth. No, no, like was, we just yeah. kept like you know we're just like yeah. you know harping on you of just like why do you why are you right. so angry with yourself or why are yeah. you so you know like don't think you're worthy of these mm-hmm. things. So that's it was a big component, and so I wasn't shocked that that came up in your Q and R T. But it was great to have that come up in that environment Mm -hmm. just to bring light of like all these other things will start to fall in place when Mm -hmm. we can exactly eliminate the the stress of that so how was it going home after after all of that or um
1: Uh, it was emotional wise yeah it was it was you know it did you did a i did a lot of reflecting um it was it was emotional and um yeah after i got home it was it just put a new light on just I try not to look at myself now I, you know because we did a lot of affirmations talk throughout that Q and R T session so I just kind of continue to replay those things and I do look in the mirror um I see a different person I do yeah and you know some days are harder than others but it, it's a it's a process it's it's not going to happen overnight so but there are more more good days than bad I guess so that's
0: good. Yeah. Did did your husband notice anything or oh, he Oh yeah. Any?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I was just uh I guess uh, <laughs> happier. I g I don't know what a better <laughs> other word to say, I guess. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. it's just kind of a lack of better words, but um yeah. yeah. I
2: yeah, definitely. hmm Good. Well and he was a little skeptical of you going oh, yeah. into this too and you describing it. Yeah. So like yes. that's what's kinda interesting yeah. about yeah. um too is like the people around you and I'm not gonna lie when I came home and I was telling uh, my cousin about it and we're like yeah this seems like super hoaxy but then you're like (laughs) I mean you can't make up the results especially Mm -hmm. if you're skeptical going in I think that's the thing like I think that there's like the placebo effect to some degree but it's almost like it's more effective on people who are a little bit more skeptical Mm -hmm. about it right Mm -hmm. because then you're like I'm not I can't it's not going to work on me if it doesn't really work. Yeah. Because it's like I'm just, I've got some suspicions. So again, when you see results, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> when you see results then, um, you, you, I mean, you can't deny it. Well,
0: if- my dad was the same way. He? He, was, he was like, he was like, during the session, you know, he's like, when did the eagle feathers come out, you know, and he was just like, cracking jokes the whole time. But it's the one thing he talks about from his intensive that the Q&RT was like, had a, a powerful impact. And I think Jen, you kind of had a similar sentiment on that.
2: Yeah, so I had two, I would say that there were two things that um, popped up for me. Um, One went back to that, to my car accident, again, like, I would never have guessed that there was, like, any sort of associated issues with that. I mean, physical, yes.
1: Emotional Yeah. Physical,
2: 100%. But, like, um, the emotional part of it and whatnot, I would never have guessed that that was the deal. Um, But we got to talking about how, I mean, and again, she was able to pinpoint it to age seven, which is when that accident happened, which is always just... Again, a little weird when they can pick out like exactly an age that something, something occurs. Um, But uh, the one, the one thing, the, the emotion that kept coming out of that was anger. And that kind of was a, an aha moment for me too, that I tend to, um, I tend to go to anger and get and lose my temper pretty quickly. Um. And when things – and, you know, in some recent, like, reflection about it, too, it's almost like it goes to anger when things aren't going my way, which that sounds terrible. And that's not really what I mean. But, like, when when my environment is not as controlled as I want it to be and structured as I want it to be and I feel like people are screwing with my um, my structure <laughs> – <laughs> then that tends to be the reaction that it goes to. But as we were discussing it, they're like, you know, it's like a safety. It was a, like a safety response, right? Because feeling unsafe in that um, in that situation where like I was, <laughs> was hit by a car, you know, when as a child and like being, um, you know, and I, it's not like it's anybody's fault or anything. I mean, I was with my sister and, and whatnot but it's just that um that safety issue and building up of walls like that came up as associated with that too is building up of walls that um to create um sort of that safety piece of it where people can't if I don't let people close enough to hurt me then you don't get hurt in that way and so that was um kind of an aha moment for me and and I uh, uh I was at least aware of it when I came back home. So when I came back home, I felt much more at peace. It was the weirdest thing. Like I felt like I could breathe, which I know that that was, we talked about that with the, um, uh, aim it part of it. Like, like I physically felt like I could breathe. And then like even coming back and it's just like, it didn't feel like all the, all the things that were like stressing me out. And upsetting me at home just didn't feel like it was that big of a deal anymore. And I was able to like look at a situation in a much slower pace, and be able to make a a, a smarter uh, emotional response to it, um, and be a little bit more logical, if that's what you want to call about how you deal with people. And then the other thing that was like the weirdest thing, um, and I'm still working through all this. Like it obviously didn't fix it. It's it's a work in progress. But I had been having issues with ovulating and my cycle and whatnot. And literally 10 days after I left Idaho, I got my period for the first time in six months. So um, that was uh, ovaries and pituitary and whatnot kept coming up as the organs a lot for me. So
0: with the muscles. And then in yeah. your QNRT, I think were hormones off balance, were circadian mm-hmm. rhythm and hormones yeah. off as yep. well? Yeah. And so getting yeah. those like reset in the session yeah can help turn that that's yeah that's powerful
2: yeah so those are two of the really big things that um yeah that hit me with the experience
1: well i remember after that first session that you had you came back to megan's place and you said i can breathe i'm just you you felt a different aura around you like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i feel feel different i can feel like i can breathe and yeah so yeah it's kind of funny
0: people have like different different responses or feelings afterwards like some people like sleep really good that night or just get like really tired um because it's kind of a it's a big release like it's it's Mm -hmm. weird because like nothing is really happening to you in the session (laughs) you know like you're not doing a whole lot you know you're poking your tongue in your cheek and raising your eyebrows and lifting (laughs) your shoulder or something you know but like you're not like it's not like a big physical exertion that you're doing um But you do feel like sometimes just like a sense of calmness um, or uh, just fatigue afterwards. Some people like sleep really, really good after those sessions. For me personally, it always takes me – I I generally feel better like almost immediately after the session, Um, even if it's an emotional one where I've cried. I, I generally always feel a little bit lighter, a little bit better, and some of that's probably just like crying and letting an emotional release out, right? Um, But I feel like it takes me sometimes some of the QNRTs, it's taken me like up to a week to kind of like integrate um, and feel. So sometimes like I'll come home from a QNRT and depending on what comes up, I can be a little emotional and a little bit of an asshole (laughs) for a few days (laughs) as I'm like working through all of it. Um, And then after that, you know, I tend to feel like, yeah, a a lifted experience from it and a a lightness. So something I've been... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna
2: say. I think sometimes too, like, it's it's like that bringing an awareness Mm -hmm. of it as Mm -hmm. well. So it's not like meant to. And she said that to me too, right? Like it's not meant to like fix everything at this moment. Like there's still work to do on your own, on your own life and your decisions and things like that. (laughs) But it's like sometimes things are the way they are for unconscious reasons, Mm -hmm. and it's almost like it's bringing those reasons to the conscious part. So then you're like, oh. Okay, uh, that makes sense. I can mm-hmm. choose to yeah. make a different decision now because I'm aware of, what of the- this mm-hmm. of the source of what my feelings are, the source of what. And everyone knows how much I love feelings Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was um, funny because like (laughs) Paula had asked me to be in on her sessions and I was like, Jen, do you want me to be there for yours? And she's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. Um, No emotions.
2: (laughs) Ew. Ew.
0: Feelings. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's it's that awareness of it. But what's great is like the work with that, like it never like reverses, right? Like. You, you're you aware of that and then so the next time you go in it's like you just keep it's things will just the body will just bring up like what's the next thing that needs to be processed or the next thing that needs to be you know let go of um, so that we can move forward with this so it's funny like I know when I first started like a lot of things came up for me where long-term stress around the age of like 30, which always surprised me because in my head, like when it goes to long-term stress, I'm like, oh, it's going to be like my parents' divorce or something, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like age 13 or something. And it took like probably like a dozen QNRTs before like I actually got to that point um, of things like that coming up. Um, And I would say of all my QNRTs, that has been the most minimal issue of like trauma-based emotions that have come up as, is like... But isn't
2: that interesting, though, that, like, mm-hmm. the things that we think are the yep. big things yep. really aren't that big of a deal, which is why, like, the the stuff that happens to us as kids, it feels very formative. And, like, as parents, I think we we get worried about, like, screwing up your kids a lot, but it's really not as big of a deal as... The stuff that we think is a big deal isn't as big of a deal as yeah. we want to make it.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Depending on, yeah, the... Mm-hmm. The experiences. Yeah. Um, it is. It's, it's funny. Yeah. The things that you think that take up a lot of space in your brain <laughs> sometimes like would be the, the main issue and it's not. So well, maybe it, it'll come it, up in the future with something. Maybe once I have kids, it'll come up more. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it makes but. me wonder if like the re- if the reason that you feel that that particular thing is such an issue is because of something else. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not really, rarely is the thing the thing yeah
0: yeah no you're absolutely right yeah it's funny how it works yeah she asked Uh, me i
1: remember that uh, she says have you had a a loss recently recently Mm. and And i'm like
2: no
0: i haven't because grief came up
1: right yes and i'm like yeah this is weird and then megan thank god you were there and she says well didn't you had mentioned that you had felt like you had lost your identity and i'm like Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. That was huge. I'm like, just gone. I mean, just dawned, I mean
0: made sense of it. Yes. My yeah. went off. Yeah. 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 Yep. So. Yeah. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. when we think of loss, I know I've had that come up before, too. It's like you think of loss and you think it's like, okay, like
1: a grandparent. That's what old. I was thinking. Like, I'm like, what?
0: You know, like, I didn't lose any of, grandparents. No. I didn't lose a pet. I didn't lose a no. friend. Like, what happened? And that, but you think, like, yeah, there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that you can you can grieve. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Just recently I'll just share, um, grief has been a big part of my QNRT. So I've, I've been doing a lot of QNRT lately. (laughs) Um, I also have been combining it with the neurotherapy, um, which I briefly mentioned is one of the other, um, modalities that, uh, QNRT pairs really well with. um, so with its when it addresses like the neurological aspect the neurotherapy um optimizes the brain functions so the neurotherapy it starts with the eeg where where it reads the brain waves right where you can see where those um you know past traumas or anxieties or inefficiencies inefficiencies are in the brain waves um and so and i and i don't know specifically you know alpha beta you know all those <laughs> all those things i can't speak really intelligently to each one of them um, but I know that the EEG will show where the inefficiencies are, and if you're really high in one of those brain waves and really low in another, then it may, um, you know, show up as like anxiety, depression, um, you know, lack of sleep, you know, things like that. And so, basically, on my EEG, um, showed high anxiety, and the reason I went for the EEG and decided to go this route of pairing the neurotherapy with the QNRt was um, I got pregnant in August. And found out that I was pregnant while Jen and Paula were here in yes. September. So that was <laughs> very exciting. Um, it was kind of funny. I think it was like the second day you guys were here, and you know, I hadn't told them that you know pregnancy was po- a possible thing. But you know, I am in a in a very happy and healthy relationship, and so they were talking about you know future things and kids, and some of those things topics would come up and apparently there were some looks and things Mm -hmm, that (laughs) my partner and I would give each other. And, you know, kind of like this little secret of like, Mm -hmm. you might be pregnant. And, um, and so, yeah, it was just fun. Kind of like, yeah, getting to go through all those waves of, you know, finding out and, you know, the possibility of it. And (laughs) so it was one of the days uh, we happened to stop by a pharmacy to pick up some homeopathics for Paula and, uh, (laughs) uh, they encouraged me to get a pregnancy test that day and find out (laughs) right then. So (laughs) I was, I was willing to delay it another week or so and just like kind of see what my body was going to do. But, um, that was really exciting and fun. So I'm glad you all were here for that. Um, unfortunately in October I miscarried. Um, and so that has been really tough. Um, a big, a big loss, uh, after so much excitement. And, um, it's kind of funny, my partner and I, like we've gone through phases in our life where, you know, like, yeah, maybe I want kids. And then, you know, I had a stint through my twenties where I was like, no way, absolutely no kids. And that actually probably lasted well into like my thirties, depending on the relationship that I was in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, then once we, we found out, um, we, you know, we, decided not to prevent so we knew it was a possibility and then once we actually found out for sure it was kind of like that shock of like holy shit how did this happen (laughs) like ah yes we kind of planned this um and it just like really set it into perspective of just how much we both really do want it so um so it was a big loss when it did happen and um i can say that the the qnrt and the um the neurotherapy have been a big part of my healing and recovery with that, with hormones being off balance. Like I was sharing with the girls a little bit before we were recording is that I'm dealing with all the effects of like postpartum, but I, you know, didn't get a baby out of it. And, um, so it's just, it's just been a big emotional roller coaster, and, um, a lot of the things that have come up, um, it's been like body image related, a lot of self-esteem stuff, a lot of fear, anxiety, and a lot of mine, um, it hasn't really gone to uh, short-term or long-term stress. It just continually goes to like um, when we muscle test, it goes to my sacrum, which just has a lot to do with like um, confidence and like security and things like that. And so it's just a, which is relevant because I feel very fearful of it happening again. And so like, you know, not confident in, you know, can I have a healthy pregnancy? And so that's what we're, we've been working through um, with the QNRT and the neurotherapy and, And each time it gets a little bit better. I have definitely, you know, some days where I'm, I'm pretty irritable. I'm pretty down in the dumps, (laughs) um, just feeling pretty low energy. And then I go in for a QNRT and it, it is, it's just like a, a nice little re-energizing kind of boost of like, right. Okay. That's not what I need to focus on. Like, here's what is relevant and what I do need to focus on right now. Um, and so we're just kind of getting over the hump with that. Um, and yeah, I don't really know what else to share right now with that, but
2: um, yeah. It's something that but I think a like lot Jen, of women, am I on mute? Oh, I don't know. I can't hear you. Am I still, I there? still there? Paula, can you hear me there? Can, can you hear me now? I can, oh. I can hear you. I can, I can hear you.
0: Jen, talk again. How about How now? Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay. Is there a,
2: re, a reverb? I feel like I have a reverb.
1: Like
2: an echo? I don't echo. An echo. I don't hear hear everybody echo. Okay. 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 Anyway, I was just going to say, I think it's something that a lot of women go through that probably go through in silence. Like we've talked about a lot of things that we've talked about, like it's a really difficult thing to experience. And most people go through it kind of by themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's, I will say that
0: this was the first time of me actually saying out loud, (laughs) I had a miscarriage and I didn't cry. Oh wow. You know, oh, wow. um most of the times I yeah, I tear up right away. But it is, it's like I mean, I think it's 50% of pregnancies. I mean, it's very mm-hmm. close to 50% of pregnancies will end in a miscarriage and so, a lot of times women don't even know that they've that they've miscarried, but um I was at 10 weeks when I miscarried and um yeah, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, most of the times we'd Yeah, just go through it alone or you don't know how common it is. And now that I've talked about it with enough people, um, it is surprising just to find out so many people have gone through it and gone through multiple. And that's the thing like I have a hard time wrapping my head around is just like, how do you go through like two or three of these before you actually have a baby? Like I just, I don't ever want it. It was a horrible experience for me. I don't ever want to go through it again. Um, You know, physically, it was extremely tough. Um, It's like a birth and I wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. that. I was thinking like once I, you know, started spotting, I was like, oh, It's probably just gonna be like a bad period. (laughs) And it's like, no, there's I mean, it's contractions, it's like it's a birth process. It was it was insane. Um and then you go through that, like, I mean, yeah, I got like violently like sick during it, you know, and then it's just like you go through this whole thing of like, oh my gosh, like is this what birth is going to be like? Am I going to be able to handle this? Like I just I felt very weak. I mean, I've even talked with my grandma. I think my grandma had, I think she shared with me she had five miscarriages. She ended up having nine kids, but she had some stillborn, um, babies and she had some miscarriages and I'm just like, how, like, I, I feel so Mm -hmm. weak, like, you know, like having the emotions or the response or, you know, things that I have had through this. Um, and I'm like, gosh, and there's women that have gone through this like multiple times. And I just, I don't know how, how you go through it, but I, I guess you do. Um, I don't know.
1: It's such a, like you said, emotional, physical, psychological, I can't imagine going through all those emotions at once. And the
0: thing that's been hard for me to accept is just the hormonal imbalance. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that that's happening, but like, it's such an invisible thing, right? Like, it's just, it's really hard to not get angry with your body, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) to not get frustrated. And that doesn't help, right? Like, it's, you know, hormones are doing what they need to do. They need to balance. They need to, you know, fluctuate a little bit to get in back in order. And, you know, it's still relatively early from when it happened. So I know I have to be patient with it, but I'm just like seeing these like physical changes in my body and experiencing, you know, like there was a big lack of sleep in the beginning, which is now finally starting to regulate, um, you know, really high cortisol was something that, you know, just kept coming up, um, in the QNRT sessions. And it's like working with things. So I'm actually doing a, and this is what's been hard is like with the body image stuff that goes along with it. Cause I'm getting all these changes. Right. And I, And for for what? (laughs) You know, like is kind of what I feel in my head is like I didn't I didn't get a baby out of this and my body is responding, you know, of what I would expect, like after after a pregnancy. But um or what I've you know, friends have shared with me after a pregnancy. But um I did I contemplated this for a while, um fasting, and I know Jen, you did a, a fast recently. Um and I really had to do a lot of meditating on this and a lot of just a lot of QNRT on body image before I decided how I was going to go about this because my initial reaction was like, well, I should just do a 72-hour fast to like, right, like starve myself and just like, you know, not starve myself was like my intention, but, you know, like I should just not eat for 72 hours so that my body can get back in check. Just like, right, like I'll, sli- I'll slim down a little bit. It was like, you know, like I, I was thinking more aesthetics when it initially came up for me. And then it was funny. Cody and I went out to dinner um, one night. And I think, Jen, you had just told me that you were gonna, you and um, Jess were going to do the 72-hour fast. So, like, that was on my mind. Cody and I went out to dinner one night, and the guy sitting next to us was like, yeah, I just do one meal a day. And then, like, you know, every so often I do the 72-hour fast. So, it was like it just came up, like, randomly in conversation. Like, this guy like we had, like, never met. And I'm like, okay, that's the second person. And he's talking about, like, the spiritual component of it mm-hmm. for him. And so then I'm, like, you know, starting to, like, think about, like, okay, the different benefits of, you know, fasting outside of just, like, I'm going to drop some water weight or, you know, like give my body a a reboot um, or caloric deficit. Um, Starting to think about it from some different aspects. And so um, I decided I was going to include juice. I did do green juice with it. um, And I did broth after 24 hours. um, And I get to break my fast in Mm -hmm. an hour and a half. (laughs) So I'm on the tail end of it. So how many hours? Um, I didn't do 72 hours. I did go for... uh, it's going to be like about 40 hours is where I'm at. Um, but I, I did go into it with more of like a spiritual mindset of, um, yeah, I think just, uh, appreciating more of like my body and just being a little bit more insightful. Um, it's not so much of like the caloric deficit that I was after. Like I wanted to include the juices cause I still wanted to get nutrients to my body. Um, And it's just been, yeah, really reflective in a lot of ways of, um, I was, I was tending to do a little bit of emotional overeating. And so I had like a really massive meal (laughs) going into it. Um, that was pretty emotionally triggered and, um, yeah, I just decided that this would be a great little reset, um, for my mind in that way. And so it took on more of a, I don't know, benefit for, I think in a spiritual aspect too, of just like a lot of meditation through this. I've done a lot of meditating through the fast um, and just kind of making that as more of like the, the impact I've you know drawn back a little bit socially from some things um, in the last couple of days just to, yeah give myself a little bit of a, a break instead of feeling like I have to do it all. Um, I did end up participating in a 5K though Yeah, at the beginning of the fast <laughs> um, and I I walked most of it. I did do a little bit of running because I actually felt really sharp and really energized and so I kind of just like went with it. And I think that was another benefit of just like energy wise of like what do I have the energy for and then like what do I need to protect and so I had a moment during that of like well you just run the whole thing because you know <laughs> you don't like how your body looks right now and I was like nope like that was good enough. I'm starting to feel a little bit tired like I'm gonna walk and enjoy and I saw this beautiful rainbow that created like a ring around the sun and I was like the only person who stopped to enjoy it and like I got back and I'm like asking everybody like did you see that rainbow and I was like nobody had noticed it oh my god (laughs) I'm like there's so many benefits to me
1: (laughs) taking a little step back love it
0: that went off on a little bit of a tangent but um but
1: yeah Jen I think
2: you're on mute again
1: I don't know God damn, I, I can, can hear you. I can hear you.
2: Why can't I hear you? I was going to say I'm getting a, a an hmm. echo, so I'm hoping that's not going to mess, up, mess no. up. anything, but hopefully not. What were you going to say? I don't remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but how did how was your fast experience?
2: It was terrible. <laughs> it was. Um, I will if I do it again, which I wouldn't be a hundred percent opposed to doing it again. But mm-hmm. um, I would do it over a weekend. I'd probably start like on a Friday morning and go over the weekend. Yeah. Um, we started on a um, Sunday night, and it was supposed to go till Wednesday night, and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Like I don't know. I. It wasn't even like the hunger part of it. It wasn't any of that. It was literally like I have to be in meetings for work mm. and like i don't know whether it was a combination of like the screens or what exactly the deal was but like my vision got like swimmy during some of these meetings and like my stomach would start to turn and in fact one meeting i ended up having to leave was it tuesday um it might have been tuesday morning i ended up leaving a meeting early telling my boss i was like i gotta go home like mm. i'm i'm gonna be sick mm. and yeah. Uh, left the meeting and went home and slept for about 45 minutes and ate something. I can't remember what it was. I ate, slept for about 45 minutes and woke up and felt considerably better. So I think it's just like, we, I didn't like go into it with a ton of preparation. It was just like, Oh, I'm going to do this. (laughs) And I think in some ways, like being psychologically prepared for that is important. too
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think that was the key Mm -hmm. for, for mine. Um, The hardest part for me is between 20 and 24 hours. That's when I start to just get a little like angsty and like a little, yeah. But once I make it past that, then, then I feel really sharp and really clear and really good. Um, but yeah, I think mentally just, yeah, that's the part. That's where you have to prepare yourself before of like knowing that there's going to be a point yeah. during it where, yeah, you're going to have to mentally. i thinking through it. <laughs> like I said, like
2: starting on, starting at a time when it makes sense. So yeah. like if I can't, see literally see clearly on a saturday afternoon it's not a big deal if i can't see clearly on a tuesday afternoon it's a big deal <laughs> that's a big deal like yeah. i have to be able to my job requires me to be on point and if i'm not then it's a problem so yeah i mean and i can see you know interestingly i may try and do like some 16 8 um for a few days and see what you know how that feels and and just go from there but yeah, uh, At some point, I'm going to start, or not at some point, um, towards the end of this month, I'm going to start seeing a functional medicine doctor as well. And so it'll be interesting to see um, hormonally how some stuff gets resolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that too, that may be something we can talk about in the future. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um,
0: I was just going to share some of the benefits of going through a fast of like why to do it that I tried to stay a little bit more focused on. And I know Jen, I think was, you know, appealing to you to wanting to do it um, as well. But um, so starting at like 17 hours, I think in a fast, um, it starts to remove damaged cells from the body. Uh, Your microbiome will start to get reset around the 24 hour mark. So that can kill off any like of the bad bacteria. um, And then it'll help the healthy strains grow. Um, in your microbiome of your guts, um, it gives your liver and your gallbladder and your stomach and your intestines a chance to encourage growth of healthy gut cells um, and repair damage from you know any of the things that we may eat you know unintentionally, even of like you know whatever you go out to eat, you know who knows what oils and quality of things you know that mm-hmm. they use in places and so um and even you know at the stores, it's, this is a whole nother topic and (laughs) episode, I think of just the quality of things these days, but, um, you know, chemicals and things, it just, it gives your, your digestive organs all a break from that. Um, and then I think dopamine starts to get, uh, reset or increase around, um, like the 40 hour mark. Um, and then if you go the full 72 hours, I think you release new stem cells. Um, which can help with like healing injuries and decrease inflammation and all that kind of stuff. So there are a lot of benefits, like whether you do it for 24 hours, you do it for 36 hours, you do it for 72 hours, you do it for 18 hours. I mean, already within that, like I said, that first 18 hours, you're already removing damaged cells from your body. So there are a lot of
2: um, great benefits. Uh, Even for shorter guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I lasted 44. For, that so was it mine. Like That's, it was I,
1: a... 44 hours is what I ended up doing too. Yeah. A few years ago when I yeah. did it. Yeah.
2: And I've heard 36, I was gonna say 36 isn't bad. If you can make a 36, Mm -hmm. like you can get a lot of benefits from a 36. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Sorry, Paul. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, I was just gonna say I've recently heard that uh, the benefits of fasting before chemo sessions Mm -hmm. are hugely beneficial. You don't get sick at all. So Hmm. I know people go in fasting for a couple days do you know how many there.
0: hours or mm-hmm. i'll i'd have no. to
1: do a little more research i'm gonna have on to look just, into that yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: that's interesting so. we could probably do a whole oh, other gosh, episode yeah. on fasting like this oh is yeah a, it's mm-hmm. a really interesting topic mm-hmm. yeah
0: we've played a lot with it yeah <laughs> i think the last time i did a 72 hour fast um it was when i was in kuwait and uh I've done some, I'll, I'll say I've done some three day and five day fast with juice. But the last time I did like a hard 72 hour fast, like only water, um, and like electrolytes or something, you know, but like, no,
2: no, no broth. broth.
0: No, no, none of that. Nothing to break your fast. Exactly. Because technically
2: um, broth breaks a fast. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, which is why I wait till that 24 hours and then I do, um, yeah, a little cup and that's my homemade bone broth. Um, and I cut it down with a lot of water. So it's a lot of less, less fat and less calories. But um, but anyway, the last time I did one, I think was in Kuwait. And I, the reason I did it was to, I was going to start the keto diet. Mm-hmm. And so to get into ketosis, I wanted to do a um, a fast. And then I think we've talked about my experience with that keto diet um, mm-hmm. in there. So that was, that was something I had to like mentally get myself around, you know, of like doing it this time of just like, okay, like last time it was like a, I don't want to say a punishment, but it was definitely like the goals were all very much aesthetic. And right now I'm feeling pretty down about my body. So I have to make sure that going into this, like I'm still, you know, doing it for reasons other than slimming down.
2: (laughs) Which I guess to come which I guess to come full circle on this, like that's you know, where we started with the Q and R T, right? Is is that like knowing that you need to do the work, knowing that there's stuff that has come up that you want to resolve, just making sure that whatever decisions you make are are in line with what is where going you are on now. in your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: It's an amazing thing. I, the QNRT, um, it's just QNRT.com and I'll like link it in the show notes and everything. But there's, um, amazing people all over the country that are doing this work. And it's, it's in within our own clinic, we've seen amazing results for a lot of like autoimmune issues, just a lot of, you know, excelling the work, um, around people's like physical pain. um, so I'll definitely keep sharing more, you know, about, you know, what we'll offer with that. But uh I would highly ha- you can get on the website and they'll have a list of practitioners that are in your area if it's something somebody is considering or if you're kind of exhausted on options in the traditional route and and like you said, the whole reason, you know, it was creative was just there was really hard um component of being able to break through the emotional um side of of people's issues um and it's something that doctors don't get to spend a lot of time you know processing with their patients and stuff so um i would encourage a, anybody to look into it
2: yeah and there's a lot more availability than like for the aim it like we talked about last time like the aim it's pretty um specific in a very limited number of places where you can find practitioners on right. that. but um the qnrt is actually a lot more accessible mm-hmm. i think location wise yeah. for people yeah yeah
0: so yeah I don't know. I hope it gets people curious and, uh, gets them get them knowing that there's, there's I recommend it. Limit, I recommend it. limitless opportunities out mm-hmm. there for healing. Like really, I think is the thing. There's just a lot of, lot of good work out there. And, um, just cause it's not in a traditional route. I think it's, uh, definitely worth looking into. I don't know. I found the most healing going outside of what insurance covers and, um, in what's been in the traditional method. So I encourage people to take a peek. Yeah. Me too. But I love you ladies and love I'm you. glad that love you were you. You too. able to come out for that healing and experience some of it and just share some of the process with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love you. Love you. Love you too. Bye.